morning, everybody, and welcome back to Real Time with Bishop McGovern. I am your producer and editor, Brianna Whalen, and I'm welcoming back our main host, Bishop McGovern. How are you today, Bishop? I'm very well, Brianna. How are you today? Fantastic. So, summer's coming up. Students are getting anxious to get out, but another thing we need to talk about is some important reading. I know a lot of kids like to read, but also a lot of adults like to read. So, what are some books that have inspired you? Well, with summer coming, I know a lot of people like to read during the summer, and I think, you know, all year round we should be trying to read books that will help us with our faith. So I would recommend that people, you know, find time to read, whatever your age might be. Books that have influenced me, obviously things like the Bible, the scriptures have influenced me over the years, but I also remember reading a book by Evelyn Waugh. It was a biography of Edmund Campion, the Jesuit, English Jesuit, martyr. He was a priest back in the time of the Reformation. Edmund, Edmund Campion, Jesuit and martyr. I think I've read and reread that book 14 times in my life because it was so well written. And I don't know about you, Brianna, but sometimes I go back to books I've read a year ago or five years ago and I reread them for absorption. So I can kind of glean a little bit something else from what was, what was written. I, I've always liked biographies. You know, when I was a little kid, I remember reading a biography, Lou, Lou Gehrig, All-American Hero. And I read that book, I think, every summer for about eight years. Or uh, I remember reading some biographies from our grammar school grammar library, which is a Catholic school. I remember reading a, a very simple biography of Pius XII, Pope Pius XII. And uh, that was very helpful because it, it shared sure. a lot about his growing up as a boy in Italy and what life was like for him. So I think, I think finding biographies be very inspirational. Uh, certainly, think of uh, St. Augustine. He wrote a number of things over the years back in the fourth century, but Augustine's Confessions, the Confession of St. Augustine, which is sort of a, a word that we struggle to understand, it's sort of uh, his uh, sharing his memories with God and with the reader in a sequence of events that's not exactly timeline, but it's certainly deep. I mean, it's, it's almost like spirituality by way of autobiography. So Augustine and his writings have been influential. So there's just a couple things I'd mentioned over the years, but you know, I just think books are important. Do you believe that these books have led you on your path that you are on now? Do you think it would have been different if you wouldn't have read these books? What's your insight on that? Well, I remember, you know, St. Ignatius of Loyola, who I admire greatly. Ignatius was a soldier back in the 16th century when in a battle he was hit by a cannonball that ricocheted and it, it broke his kneecap. So Ignatius had to spend nine months convalescing. And those nine months for him were kind of like a period of gestation because he, he had to uh, lay flat, you know, at home while his knee healed. But he asked for books to read to pass the time and he wanted like novels things about chivalry and knights and uh, life at court and all these things. Well, they didn't have any of those books at the house where he was staying. They had a, a biography of uh, the saints, a book about saints, and they had a life of Christ. And so Ignatius passed the time reading and rereading and reading again these different stories. See, a, a person's life isn't changed by a book. A person's life is changed by what a book helps you to discover. So Ignatius, when he read these biographies, he discovered kind of a spiritual daydream about, well, what if I did what Dominic did? What if I did what Francis of Assisi did? And that was the beginning of his life changing. For me, I, to your question, yes, I think the things I read uh, as a young man definitely influenced me. So I can remember in high school reading Thomas Merton's Seven Story Mountain. 
and that had an impact on me. Or I, I remember reading novels that certainly impacted how I looked at the world, but I would say in terms of spiritually, I think uh, J.F. Powers was a popular writer, often wrote on Catholics, stories about Catholic themes, including the priesthood. Mort Urban was one of his famous books, but he was a great short story writer. He was based in Minnesota. But uh, I remember reading his short stories over and over again. Look How the Fish Live was a compilation of his short stories. So kind of those insights into rectory life and priests living together and seminary, and these are all fictional works, but they certainly influenced me to say, you know, I think I could do this with my life. What kind of books would you recommend to people? How would you get them really interested in these kind of books? Well, I think it's, it's to, to ask a person, what would you like to discover? Is there some area of your life you want to grow in? So do you want to get to know uh, famous people more, uh, get to know them better? So maybe you want to read a biography of a saint. Maybe you are looking for spiritual insight. So you want to read the spiritual writings of a, a saint like Teresa of Avila or Therese of Lisieux. You might say, I, I want to read uh, something that's going to help me with the scriptures. So you might want to read a, a commentator on the Gospel of Luke or reads what some of the fathers of the church, people like Ambrose or what they said or wrote about the, the four Gospels. So there's different things that I would ask people first, like, well, what, what holds your interest? And because, you know, you can have a good book, but if the person's not quite into the topic, it could be uh, tough to get into it. But I think if there's something that you're searching for, something you want to improve, something you want to gain in terms of spirituality, if you want to know more about the faith and you want to read, you know, I always recommend Joseph Ratzinger, Pope Benedict XVI. I've always found his writings very clear in trying to explain, like, just the creed, to explain what we believe in the creed. So I find uh, Ratzinger is very helpful, and his works are very much out there in publication through Ignatius Press. That's the printing company that, that published most of his works in English. But again, f what's the area you're looking for? And then I, I think, you know, try and read one book in that area and see how it goes for you. What kind of books would you recommend to kids? And then what kind of books would you recommend to teens and then adults? Well, I think, I think for, for, for little kids and for teens, I think biographies can be very helpful because I think young people understand every person has a life story. Every person has a growing up story. And you know that the more that our youth can be exposed to good biographies of saints or biographies about inspiring people, you know, kids read lots of stories about athletes, for instance, about sports figures that they admire. Uh, I think it's also good to find Catholic books that are written at an age-appropriate level about the saints. For young people kind of stepping into the future, uh, I find biographies of people like uh, Dorothy Day, The Long Loneliness, or uh, as I mentioned, Seven Story Mountain by Thomas Merton can be helpful. To find stories about real people and what their spiritual journey was like can be enormously helpful. What books should every Catholic home have in their library? Well, every, every Catholic home should have the Bible. I also think it's helpful for every Catholic home to have a copy of the Catechism of the Church. Because the Catechism, if you use it well, you know, and you, you make a commitment to trying to just read and study a paragraph, you know, every other day,
you know, over the course of a year or two years or three years, you can really work your way through the four books that make up the Catechism of the Church. It's very well done, uh, and I think it, it could be a helpful resource. But the Bible and the Catechism would be two resources that would be very, very important uh, for a Catholic household to have. Are you aware of Audible books? Yes. Yeah. Audible books, yeah. Which one would you prefer, Audible or reading a book in your hand? You know, it's interesting. A, a lot of my priest friends and bishop friends, you know, we're, we're obligated since the time we were ordained deacons to pray what we call the divine office. So every day you spend periods of time in prayer, morning prayer, evening prayer, prayer at night before you go to bed. And I'm, I'm very old-fashioned that I still like to use the printed book. Uh, my contemporaries often have an app on their phone and they'll read morning prayer, they'll, they'll say their morning prayer, their evening prayer, based on the, the phone, but I like to have the actual feel of the book in my hand. You, I often will take a pen and mark something if on May the 13th, 2022, there's something that comes up in, uh, the, in what I read that I want to come back to, and I'll circle the page or I'll make a check mark. But uh, so, you know, I find that with the real book, you can do that. Audible books, what's nice about that is, you know, the, the first interpretation of, of writing is when it's read out loud. It's just like on, on Sundays when you go to church, the lector is not just reading the reading, but proclaiming the reading. And the first interpretation is how they, they proclaim it. I always remember a priest, he was reading the gospel account of Jesus at Bethany when he's in the home of Martha and Mary. And remember how... Martha's busy with all the details of hospitality, and Mary, her sister, is sort of sitting at Jesus' feet, listening, and Martha gets upset that, you know, Lord, why don't you tell her to help me? And there's an instance there in the Gospel where Jesus says Martha's name twice. And most of the time, I would have read it just as Martha, Martha. But this priest interpreted by kind of saying, Martha, Martha. He kind of exclaimed it, and then he spoke it. It's like a person who's exasperated, you know, sort of, you know, says something loudly, then kind of calms down. And I thought, well, that's an interesting interpretation of that passage. So I think, you know, that's a, with audible books, it can be, uh, it could be helpful to have an interpretation that's just the proclamation of what's on the page. You say that you get, when you do your homilies, for example, do you learn a lot from your books or personal experiences or all of the above? Well, for preaching, I find if you read, you know, it enhances your preaching because you're, you're sifting through material during the week, whether you're reading the sports page and current events, or you're reading uh, a biography of, of, let's say, Winston Churchill or a novel, that it all enriches you and it kind of gets your mind going, your imagination going. Good preaching, I think, if you, if you read, it feeds into your preaching. I would find that, I, I, personally, I think my preaching would go stale if I didn't read, you know, if I didn't have something I was, and, and sometimes I have to say, priests, talking with, with, with contemporaries, often we spend the week kind of like looking for material for the weekend, for Saturday evening and Sunday. And so when you're reading something, it might be for preaching. I'm reading, you know, Sacrapagina is a series of uh, books about the, the scripture passages. And so I read that with a view towards uh, preaching. It is important, though, I find, though, I mean, as, as a priest and as a bishop, it's also good to read for pleasure, just for enjoyment. And you're not trying to get a homily out of this. It's just reading something that, you know, uh, about 
some of the Irish poets like Seamus Heaney, uh, who passed away some years ago, but Seamus Heaney was probably one of the best, if not the best, English language poet at his, his time of his life. And uh, I've gotten a lot out of just reading his poems. His preaching also is about being a poet. And in fact, I think being a saint in the world today involves a kind of poetry as well. So going back to the books that you recommended, where can Catholics find these books? Good question. So I, I realize books are expensive, and so it's a lot to plunk down $20 to buy a book, and you really hope it's good because it's $20. Uh, I would say there are some resources out there. So in our Diocese of Belleville here in Southern Illinois, at the Cathedral of St. Peter, we have a lending library. It's in the entranceway of the church uh, on Harrison Street. When you go through the main doors, to your right, there's a, a, a hallway. And we often use that area like for a bride's room, you know, for a wedding. But there's also shelving and books and uh, DVDs and stuff. It's, it's really meant to be a resource center for people, that you're on your honor, that if you sign out a book and take it, that you're gonna return it. I think we give people three weeks, let's say. But that's a way for somebody to kind of just spend some time with a book, read it, take it home, bring it back. If you really like it, you wanna buy the book, you can buy the book from a number of publishers that are available. Ignatius Press is one of the largest Catholic publishers in the United States right now in the English language. But uh, at least that's a way that you can kind of get access to a book without having to purchase it. Most books, there are catalogs out there from Catholic publishers, or if you read Catholic newspapers, I'd actually like to talk about having a regular book review in The Messenger, in our diocesan paper, because I think that will help encourage people to read more books. Uh, but I think if we could actually establish several lending libraries in the diocese, that can encourage people to read as well. Do you, you only know about the one lending library, or do you know more about Other parishes have lending libraries. I've had a few people ask me about starting them. I think you always have to kind of go through the books if you start a lending library to sort of throw out some stuff or give away that's not really essential. Because there's a lot of things that have been published over the years that maybe aren't, aren't so helpful. But I think what you're looking for is a good quality core number of books that you can make available. But I would like to get more information out there about who has a lending library. It was very popular in the, the 60s and 70s. There was, certainly was, a, I think, a number of publishing houses like Sheet and Ward, you know, over the years who published Catholic books of interest to Catholic people. Some of those uh, printing houses have, have gone out of business or somebody else took them over. But there, there are ways that you can go online if you have a computer or you can write and ask for a catalog. But I would say, you know, especially if you, there's a, a place you can go and actually pick up a book, flip through it, and decide, is this something I want to borrow? Is this something I want to buy? But uh, that can help. It takes time, but I, it does seem to me, you know, people flock to the bookstores uh, all the time. A lot of people order online, but uh, I would just say, you know,